Did you think that healing is impossible giving everything you went through? Are you tired of toxic relationships and living in trauma? Perhaps you may be the friend or family member of someone dealing with trauma. Well, guess what? You have come to the right place. Welcome to the Trauma Overhaul Podcast, a weekly safe space where we engage in meaningful conversations to help you understand and heal from trauma. I'm your host, Tiffany Singleton. On this show, you will also hear from my co-host, Aliyah Simon, practitioners, experts, and heal survivors of trauma to give a well-rounded experience. I am so excited to have you here. Let's connect and have the conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Trauma Overhaul Podcast. As many of you know, we used to be called the Time to Unpack Talk Show, but we're coming back in podcast format just to offer a bit of a different experience so that we can connect with you even on a greater level. And for those of you who might be unaware, my name is Tiffany Singleton, and I will be your host for the Trauma Overhaul Podcast. And I have some exciting news this season. I will have with me a co-host, her name is Miss Aaliyah Simon, and I will let her say hello to you. Hello, everyone. My name again is Aaliyah Simon, and I am so excited to be here as a co-host with Tiffany. So let's flow. All right. And so we're going to get into some conversation. What we're going to be talking about today is trauma and triggers. We know that trauma is a big buzzword right now in social media since Mm -hmm. COVID-19, since the pandemic. Everybody is talking about trauma and triggers. It's like a great buzzword that's going on right now. So we're going to dive into that just a little bit to make sure, one, that we're pretty spot on with what exactly is trauma. Are we labeling things appropriately as trauma? And are we really triggered when we say that we're being triggered? Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to start out by talking about what is a trauma? And Aaliyah, I know you've had great experience in this field as well. So enlighten the audience on what exactly is trauma? So trauma is something that happens within us due to an experience or event that went beyond our capacity to deal with, to cope with. That's trauma. And that can be anything. That can be a dog bite. That can be a car accident, divorce of parents. That can be, of course, we know the big T's, the child maltreatment, some type of physical abuse, some type of domestic violence. But it goes beyond just those things. Like I said, it's just something that goes beyond our ability to cope with. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's very important that you pointed out that there are different types of traumas. Because for me, you know, growing up, it's like I always thought that PTSD, mm-hmm. which by the way is post-traumatic stress disorder, just for the sake of definition and knowing what that stands for, I used to always think it was connected to going to war right. or somebody that was in the military right. or somebody that was went through a horrible sexual experience such as rape. But I didn't realize until later on in life that it could be any type of distressing event could oh, actually yes. cause PTSD. Oh, yes. I remember when I first came down here to go to college, leaving <laughs> I'm originally from North New Jersey, so I came down here to go to college, mm-hmm. and I brought me with me. 
thinking I can reinvent myself almost. (laughs) But I brought myself with me Mm -hmm. and all of those traumatic experiences that I had growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I remember a therapist saying to me, hey, you have PTSD. And I'm like, I've never been to war. Right. (laughs) It was so I didn't realize that you can actually have it until Mm -hmm. that moment in time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also as interesting as that is being able to point out the fact that nobody, not everyone develops PTSD, right? right? And so that depends on certain factors in our lives. For example, let's say that you have two people, one got bit by a bulldog, one got bit by a Doberman, one person developed PTSD while the other person is totally fine, right? Mm -hmm. So the difference could be something as simple as maybe nobody was home when person A got bit and therefore they felt like it was so traumatic. I had to fight for my life. Nobody was there to support me. I was totally trying to survive. Whereas person B may have had a dad or a Mm -hmm. mother there that ran out and was actually able to rescue them from the attack. And so just those factors alone can cause one person to develop PTSD and the other person to be totally normal or fine moving forward. Yes, I agree. I remember talking to someone about childhood stuff and how sometimes it really depends on who was present. That's correct. And whether you were made to feel shame of certain things, Mm -hmm. whether you were supported, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we'll internalize a false belief about what just happened. Just like you said, a false belief about what just happened. And then if it's reinforced, then it becomes what? A core belief. That's right. And that core belief can lead you to a life of patterns Mm -hmm. that you're very unaware of, Mm -hmm. but it leaves you in a place where you're acting out Mm -hmm. from that lens. Right. Okay. And with the development of PTSD, is something now that we have stored information in our bodies as far as a traumatic experience, right? Mm -hmm. When we say that, we're saying almost like our body has served as a recorder of the information. So now it's like we have triggers, which is also now the big buzzword. buzzword. (laughs) Said something triggered me. (laughs) So what exactly does that mean when something is triggering us? That means something is eliciting a emotional response in a negative way because now our body is like, oh, there's that thing again. Oh, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. Right. Right? Now we have to be aware of what those triggers are. Right. Right. Let's talk about, is everybody triggered? (laughs) Can everybody be triggered? Is it possible? No, everybody is not triggered. Okay. All right. And a lot of times when you are triggered, you don't even know it. Your body is what's feeling it. You're not thinking about it. Right. It is something because the body keeps score. Mm -hmm. It is something that your body reacts to in any given situation. Mm -hmm. And it takes you back Mm -hmm. to that experience, that traumatic experience. It takes you back there. It's usually through your senses, Mm. your taste, smell, what you see, what you hear. Yes. Those are the things that might trigger you. It's usually not just because somebody got under your skin and now you're feeling triggered. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. usually not that type of thing. And I think we misuse that word a lot 
nowadays. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so with a trigger, so comes what we refer to as emotional dysregulation. So that's just a big term for saying that now I cannot control my emotions. Yes. When this thing comes into my environment, right? Mm -hmm. I think it was great that you pointed out that the triggers come via our senses. Mm -hmm. And what is so powerful and that the sense of smell. Yes. Most people don't realize even the sense of smell can bring back a memory. Yes. More stronger than almost any of the other senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So being able to recognize in those moments what is actually a trigger for me. Right. Yeah. What's a trigger for me? When we talk about emotional dysregulation, so that might lead to moments of outbursts. It might lead to anger. It might lead to feeling rejected or yes. shame. All of these things actually surface when we're triggered. Yeah. Which also then leads us into what we know as the trauma response. Yes. Okay. So trauma responses. Trauma response may be you're feeling a sense of abandonment Mm -hmm. or rejection just because someone said, no, I can't do that today. Mm -hmm. Or maybe somebody left you on red. Right. And you feel like, oh, my gosh, like they're rejecting me when really they looked at your message and meant to (laughs) respond. But they went about their business and and just completely forgot because that Mm -hmm. happens. So we don't Mm -hmm. usually give someone the benefit of the doubt. We go straight into that Mm -hmm. trauma response of I'm being rejected. Mm. Oh, my gosh. You get that feeling. And so it kept me out of a lot of relationships. It kept Mm. me from really diving into, you know, friendships the way Mm. I should. It played out in my marriage. Thank God we I have such a great husband. But it played out in so many arenas, including the workplace, you know, everywhere. It Mm -hmm. it shows up in places where for a long time I didn't really know what that was. But, Mm. yeah, Mm. it happens. Yeah. So triggers, they don't always have to be a bad thing no. because triggers are also present to alarm us mm-hmm. of certain situations. But and most times than not, it, also, it takes the negative approach though, right? Mm-hmm. And triggers, are, it's reminders of our unhealed wounds. Yes. And so I love the example you just gave. Let's walk into that a little more. Let's say that as a child, if we have abandonment wounds or we felt like our caregivers, our parents did not provide the necessary care or emotional needs weren't taken care of. Any of those sorts of scenarios can lead to feelings of abandonment, right. which can translate into our adult life yes, and our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And so what that looks like for the person is It can be small things, just like you just pointed out. If somebody did not answer a text or they did not call you back or just something simple, then maybe they made a promise to take you somewhere and it slipped their mind or they missed the schedule. So now we're back into the feelings of abandonment. And now we're holding that person accountable for what we've now experienced, almost like we're going back to that same mindset. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And then you have those outbursts. Yes. That anger. Yes. That shortness. Yes. That, and then what it does to you physically, mm-hmm. you know, like the rapid heart rate, mm-hmm. the sweaty hands. Yeah. The feeling of 
I, you know, I want to throw up maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it plays out in your body. So paying attention to that. I, I used to always say, I'm grateful for my emotions now because my emotions is my alarm clock. Mm-hmm. It tells me, it, it tells me a thought that I'm having. Mm-hmm. You know, if I really sit with that emotion. That's right. Or that feeling, I'm like, okay, why am I feeling this way? So it is my compass to get to what is my frame of thinking right now? Mm. What am I believing right now? Mm. So it's helpful for me to feel that emotion. And then I'm like, oh, let's dig. What is my beliefs about this moment in time? Mm. So it's helpful to actually sit in those feelings because it will guide you. Right. Yeah. And that's the way because normally people say, okay, well, how do I, I deal with that? You know? The triggers might not ever go away. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we learn, one, how to deal with them, how to navigate that if we cannot, in fact, avoid them. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you said it, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, we we think that healing from our from traumatic events is this thing where it just goes away. Mm-hmm. No, what happens is you now have it's now time for you to make a, de- a different decision mm. because you're aware of your traumatic experience. You're aware of your triggers. So now you get to pause. That's right. And make a different decision mm. from when you once had those triggers and you acted automatically. Right. Yeah. 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 And so that's key what you said, being able to identify them, first yes. of all. Yes. Do we even know? Most people, like you said, it's so automatic, you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. And so what we typically do in therapy is we encourage clients to identify patterns. Right. Patterns yes. are key in a lot of ways of healing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you might not realize until you say, Oh, every time I hear that sound, my body does this. Yes. Right. Every time I walk into a place and I smell that cinnamon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow, I never realized yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the beauty of identification. Yes. Because now we can develop the next steps that, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I can learn to do right. when I'm confronted with that trigger. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love that. And and always remember, like you said earlier, triggers are not always bad, nope. you know, because like mm-hmm. there's a specific song mm-hmm. that comes on mm-hmm. this Christmas. Right. Oh, wow. Whenever I hear that song, I don't know what memory that's attached to. Wow. I have no idea. But mm-hmm. I know that when I hear that song, something good happened while that song was playing because I get all the feels from that song. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's Christmas. Until I hear that song. I don't feel like, it's just, I don't know what it is. I I just hear that song and it's just, it's connected to something happy. Wow. Yeah. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't always have to be something bad. And those Mm -hmm. are things you want to keep, you know? Right. Those are those those good triggers that you want to keep. But, you know, throwing away, not throwing away, but learning how to deal with the other ones is, is definitely something that is a personal journey for me as well. So. Right. Yeah. And since we're differentiating between what could be the positive thing about Mm -hmm. a trigger versus the negative, I think we also need to point out that since they are are used as indicators Mm -hmm. of danger, possibly, so we don't want to relay the message that, or we're not trying to say that they might not represent a true sign of danger. 
right. at times. But so you have to kind of look at your evidence, look at your facts mm-hmm. to know when, in fact, you are in real, real danger. danger. Yeah. 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 So just, just wanted to point that out. I agree. I agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So let's talk about some ways. So let's say that we're really, really triggered to the point where you know, we cannot even really function. Almost like for some people, it may shut you completely down. It may do something to breathing. Like you said, you might have the outburst. So let's talk about some tips or some things that we can do to help manage those triggers. And just to outline some of those, just once we identify what it is, just being able to stop in that moment And pause, like you said, being able to pause and say, okay, I just, I was triggered. Something simple is just saying, I was triggered. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, that trigger made me feel X, Y, and Z. This is what I'm feeling right now. And then that pausing allows us to evaluate and say, I am really in a safe space at the moment. It is February the 19th, 2024, and I am sitting in a quiet office and there is absolutely no danger present. Right. I am safe. I am safe. And as simple as that sounds, it really works in those moments. Yes. Yes. And I also believe in being proactive. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until you're triggered. Mm -hmm. Learn how to breathe prior to. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things that I do and still do to this day, is before I turn off the shower, mm-hmm. I turn on the cold water. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know that helps with the vagus nerve. Yes. And mm-hmm. with that, it gives you a sense of well-being. It, mm-hmm. it, it works on your abdominal organs, mm-hmm. right, to bring you to a place of, again, well-being. Right. So I use that as a proactive way to begin my day Hmm. by calming my body already. And also what it has helped me with, Hmm. of course, when the cold shower come on, you want to do what? Jump out. Jump out, right. Right. (laughs) So it allows me, it is teaching me Mm -hmm. to, I can stay in uncomfortable places. I like that. You know, and still not Mm -hmm. react by running or freezing or, you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. it is really, it's really been helpful Mm -hmm. in regulating my body. That's good. Mm -hmm. It's that proactive thing before I even start my day. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. I'm meditating, sitting still with myself, Mm. enjoying, you know, being with myself and learning that breathing technique. So those Mm. are some proactive things that I started to do. So now when things, I do get triggered, it's like, I already know how to stop for a moment mm. because I've been practicing how to pause for a moment. Right. So, yeah, just kind of learning how to be proactive in it. That's good. That's good. And that's really key because now with that being coupled with being able to identify the trigger when it comes, mm-hmm. right, that should work. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It yeah. helps me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just giving more help. It's definitely, it's definitely working good for me. That's it. I tell you. That's it. That's, but but the biggest, I think, just the biggest thing is not overlooking it, mm-hmm. right? And just being able to acknowledge triggers and trauma and not living life with it buried. 
Right. And covered up. I think it's okay. Well, not think. I know it's okay to be able to search for healing or to do that self-exploration so that we can walk in freedom. Yes. Yes. Being able to address those things that have probably held us bound for years. Come on now. For years. For years. Right? For years. But there is a way out. And that is the whole point of us creating this podcast so that we can help you navigate. Let's find ways that we can get out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we hope that you have found some of this conversation, if not all of it, very useful. And any any parting thoughts you would like to leave the audience with, Alia? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, just that. That. Trauma is very real. We know Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And your feelings are validated in it. That. You know, that we all have our stories. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's possible to walk through this life and this healing journey, Mm -hmm. because you never really get into the other side. You're not, you know, but you can walk whole Mm -hmm. in this. You can become aware of your triggers, of your traumas, and how they show up in your life. And you can actually take your power back. That's right. From those traumatic experiences. That's good. And so that's the main reason why we're here is because we're telling you that, hey, this trauma overhaul, we're going to do this because it's time for you to take your power back. Right? That's, right? that's right. That's it. And I know we said we were closing, but you just prompted another. Thing. <laughs> I just thought about suppose you are in a situation where somebody is intentionally being a trigger for you. Ooh. Because <laughs> it might not be a thing. Yeah. It might be a person. Oh, yeah. Right? For sure. Yeah. So even being able to identify that as a trigger and how do we navigate that? Because in those cases, if we are living in the house with someone that serves as the trigger, what does that look like in navigating that? Mm. What can we do to respond to that? Because that's a real thing for some people. And so in most cases, you can do so. People, they remember patterns. Mm -hmm. People knows what triggers us in most cases. And they have remembered responses. They know our response. So what we have to do to even navigate that or to come out of that situation is to learn ways not to respond the same. What am I saying? Learn to respond differently yeah but in a healthy way so it no longer triggers their response yeah so that they will keep trying to trigger you right Mm -hmm. but see this is the thing though Mm -hmm. what we have to learn about trauma and Mm -hmm. triggers yeah is that that's an inside job that's right Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. regardless of what somebody else does that's right or does not do Mm -hmm. it is our response that's most important that's right and i think that we sometimes put it on other people. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Mm-hmm. There are certain things that you can say to me that's not going to bother me. You know why? Because it's not it's not a thing that I've, I have a problem with. Right. While there are uh, some other things. So yeah. if it is bothering you. That's right. Right? You mm-hmm. have to figure out why is this bothering why me? Why is it? Mm-hmm. How is it that I'm mm-hmm. allowing this to happen mm-hmm. or make me feel like this? Right. It's not them. 
Mm-hmm. It's all me. That's right. And I'm going to take accountability because with accountability, there's a freedom in that. Thank you. So that's saying to me, if mm-hmm. I take accountability for my own triggers, mm-hmm. my own trauma, that's it. that says to me that I have the power, the power to change that. That's it. That's and it. nobody else has that but me. That's it. That's so, it. That's it. All right. So what is the what is the trigger? Right. Why does this trigger me? Exactly. Right. What is my reaction to the trigger, right? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to remind myself of so that I can stay in control of my emotion? Right. So those are a few questions that if you find yourself in that situation, stop. And maybe if you have to write it down or journal it, mm-hmm. answer those questions so that you can figure out how to respond to the trigger. All right now. All right. We're going to stop there for this episode. Next, we're going to be talking about boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries. So stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Trauma Overhaul Podcast. If you have future topic suggestions or questions you would like us to address on the podcast, please email us at info at flowwithtip.com. That's info at F-L-O-W-W-I-T-H-T-I-P.com. If this information has been valuable to you, we need you to do three quick things. Please take a minute and leave us a review, share with your family and friends, and don't forget to hit the follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, take care.